Hey, babe. Mm. What if we were both white anarchists and kissed in the autonomous zone? We'd be imperialists. Oh. Do you want to talk about the, um, the Chazzes? The Chaz? The Chazzes? Chazza! Ah, oh, fuck, alright. <laughs> I'm sorry for making you talk no, about I made, I made No, I made a tweet recently. Um, I'm becoming less and less of a socialist and more of, like, an individualist in terms of, like, my politics. Um, and more of an insurrectionist than a revolutionary. But I made a tweet and where... And more of a poster than a revolutionary. <laughs> God damn it. Um, but I did make a tweet where I said that revolution is creating autonomous zones, but insurrection is making everywhere you go an autonomous zone and living your life autonomously and, you know, not. Living in the zone. <laughs> yeah. And zoning your life. And I think that the. What's going on in Seattle is really cool. I hope it, it works out. I really do. Um, because the community deserves that. Uh, you don't live there, but it seems like, yeah, like, this is just making life better for a lot of people. I do, however, see the US military just, like, the National Guard or the cops or whatever, just they, all they need is one excuse and they're gonna go full Paris Commune and they're just gonna, like, destroy the thing. And I don't think it's gonna last realistically. What did the cops do to the Paris Commune? Hmm? What did the cops do to the Paris Commune? Oh, okay, so I think it was 1871 or so, but um, socialists essentially took over the entirety of Paris and turned it into the Paris Commune. And it was all sorts of socialists, but it was mainly anarchists and sort of autonomists. Like, so not like... It's always anarchists. It, it wasn't mainly, like, status socialists. This is the 1870s. This is before, like, Lenin. Um, and... The Paris Commune lost, I think it was about a month before the French army just basically came in and killed everyone. And during that time, Paris was autonomous and worker-run and based on mutual aid and stuff. It was a really cool part of history. And the Chaz, I can see the same happening. I mean, the Trump administration is doing everything in their power to label the people there as anti-for terrorists and stuff. They just need one excuse, one little excuse, and then they're just going to send in the troops. Which is a damn shame, because that it shouldn't be that way, but... I think that rather than pouring your heart and soul into the into the Chaz, if you don't live there, you should focus on like chasing up your own place. Uh, yeah, but I guess I guess having an autonomous zone isn't really a good long-term strategy or tactic if the state that you're under is so strong in its power that it can destroy it at any moment. Um, and like part of the reason why. Again, I haven't been there. I don't live there. I live in fucking Melbourne. I'm not... But part of the reason why Exarchia, the anarchist neighbourhood in Athens in Greece, works is because the Greek state is a failed state. It... It is. It's just gone through that many, like, uprisings and, you know, IMF-enforced austerity and stuff like that. And... It's it's not a very strong state politically. In many ways, There's a lot of support for anarchists in general, so that when they take over an area and they say no cops in here, the people listen and the cops listen because the cops are fucking scared of them. But that doesn't. It's not the case in Seattle, you know. It's not the case in America in general, and so I don't think that 
something like the Chaz is necessarily going to last. Not that it shouldn't have been attempted, and not that it shouldn't exist, because I think it is a beautiful project in its, in its own way. I just don't have high hopes for it. You know what they say, Chaz and Chaz again. Just like, you fail at your first Chaz, you just Chaz it up next time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be cool to see Autonomous Zones becoming a big part of this movement, but I guess what everyone I mean, needs to keep in mind is... two other autonomous zones. Uh, uh, Minneapolis. And Philly one. has one as well. Oh, Philadelphia does not. Which, That's cool. from what I've read, hasn't got much coverage because it's more of a, like, homeless encampment oh, yeah. than, like, the kind of street party vibe. Yeah, I think Portland tried to set one up, but it didn't really last. Yeah, I, I, I think following what, what everyone needs to keep in mind is that these zones are only created because of rioting because of rebellion and uprising. And they're only going to be maintained because of that, too. And there are many complaints that the Chaz, which is the... I mean, if you've been listening to this, and you don't know what a Chaz is, you've already turned off because it's been saying Chaz. It's the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone in Seattle. If you haven't heard of it by now, I don't know how you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> how the fuck did you find us? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, you know what a Chaz is. You, you we're, all chazzes. we're all Chazzies here. But, um, but... yeah. A lot of it has been criticised by people. I mean, this is all based, because we're in Melbourne, this is all based on, like, tweets from people we don't know. So who the fuck knows what's actually going on? But based on these various, very, like, declarative tweets, Mm. apparently the entire black leadership in Seattle hates the jazz, hates all the jazzes, hates the jazzing going on. Um, because it has turned it into like a Whippo street party, and they've—it's all be—it's—it's it's cringe, basically. I, I think there's doing, also there's a lot of liberals involved, and a lot in of that, people yeah. declaring it. There's also no leadership structure, and so every day you see a different person claiming to be the leader of the Chaz, yeah, the talking the Chaz. to the press, oh my either gosh. saying that they've defected from the US in its own separate autonomous zone. Whoever the fuck says that to the press, and whoever wrote the thing that said you are now leaving the USA and now you're now entering the... Whoever said that, whoever decided it would be a good idea to declare separation from the US, whoever came up with that idea is going to be the reason why the fucking cops are gonna roll in. Like, the, the whole, like, claiming that you're a separate force and stuff like that, that's literal treason. That gives them all of the ammunition that they need to just come in and use unrelenting force against everyone. So you've got this you new know. thing that's emerged called CHOP, mm. which is Capitol Hill Organized Protest. Mm. Which is what... Again, I don't know who is behind what... Pretty much the thing at the Chaz is... It's good that there's no leaders. Should is that, yes, it is leaderless. And also there's like 500, like striving clout sharks trying to be oh, the leader gosh. and declare themselves yeah. the leader and taking Fucking it into liberals. several different directions and it seems to kind of have spiralled into like these separate little groups of people doing their own thing in the same zone but it doesn't seem to be much I don't know but it seems like there's a a farming area there's like a tent area there's a dance party area there's a speeches area. I mean, the farm is literally just a tiny little, like, a backyard garden sort of size. I think it's cool, and it's, it's awesome, and they should be doing it, but it's not, like, a farm. Yeah. It, yeah. And it is not autonomous or self-sufficient or... <laughs> yeah. It is not, I mean... 
it's, you, you, it's you nice. Need, you need it's guns, cool. you need water, you need, like, electricity generators, you need all this stuff to prepare for. Because at the end of the day, I think all of this is just going to be lost. It's, it's a shame. It's just... It seems quite easy to turn yeah. the power off. Yeah, it, it in is. In many different ways. I think, I think the only thing that they've got going for them is that the mayor of Seattle is actually pretty sympathetic to the Chaz. And has actually, you know, she like went there and she was like, oh, it's not so bad. This place is actually pretty cool. Well, it's also because it's the least threatening direction this thing could have kind of gone into. Yeah, it's incredibly non-threatening. But uh, non-threatening doesn't necessarily mean it's going to, you know, they're going to get enough sympathy to sustain themselves. So there's a big argument um, happening about, like, guys, enough having fun. Yeah. Like, you've got to do the work. Yeah. Again, I need to reiterate. There are examples of autonomous zones being taken over by anarchists, libertarian socialists, and all sorts of activists around the world. There's uh, the three on the top of my head that I can think of are the biggest examples. There's Freetown Christiania in Copenhagen, in Denmark, which was an old military complex that was taken over by activists as like a squatting movement and stuff like that, which I think now has cops in it, but it didn't used to. Um, there's Exarchia in Athens and Greece. And there's Barbacha in uh, Kaibalia, I think is the name of the region, within um, Algeria. There was an insurrection there in 2001. For anyone that doesn't know, against uh, there was a lot of repression against native uh, Berber is not the term that we should be using, but is the term that a lot of white people know them by. Uh, I think that they refer to themselves as Amazigh. Or Amazigh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Um... But that's a collection of towns that have uh, literally thrown out the police, uh, all political parties, uh, local councils, literally everything from the government is just gone. And they've said fuck off and they burn them all down. Mm. The only reason that they're sustained is because there's no fucking support for the government in those areas. The states that they're under are really broken. I mean, like Freetown Christiania in Denmark, again, the cops are back in there. Like, they're starting to take over. It's being gentrified and stuff. Um, these places aren't maintained because they're cool and people want to come see them and then there's enough sympathy for them. They're maintained because the government is too afraid to shut them down. They don't want a repeat of what caused them to appear in the first place. You know, in Algeria, they don't want to just come into Barbatra and shut everything down or they're going to have the entire Kabbalia, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but the entire region is just gonna nice. it's gonna go back into like an insurrectionary uprising, like in two thousand and one again. You know, uh, the cops are afraid of fucking shutting down Exarchia in, in Athens because they don't want a repeat of the two thousand and eight insurrection that they had there. But there's some like level of like placation, yeah, because it's not so much direct confrontation because instead the organized group is working on building their own structures rather than. Yeah. Directly, constantly fighting the existing structure. Yeah, and again, I haven't been there to Exarchia, but another another part of the reason why it works is they do a lot of squatting. Um, they have, like, very organized... Slav squats? <laughs> they have a very organized squatting movement, which takes in a lot of refugees coming from, uh, like, Syria especially right now, um, who, keep in mind, in Greece, there's these refugee camps of fucking horrible. In all of the remote Greek islands, they have these little camps which are just concentration camps. They're like the ones here in Australia. If you they haven't really heard found it. a way to ruin, like, Mediterranean islands. Yeah, no, they're just all fucking horrible. It's always, like, horrible, you see yeah. them in nice documentaries about ancient Greece, and it's like, wow, those places look nice to be in. And now they've just turned them into, like, floating prison camps. Yeah, basically. Um, and if they're not floating prison camps, they're 
floating fucking poverty traps because of the austerity measures that have been put on the like, world population. Um, but there's a lot of uh, refugees who come into Greece to get into the EU and they end up in these camps and the people there are doing a lot of squatting. So they have a huge amount of support from this whole entire refugee class. They have support all across the country um, in a way that Seattle just doesn't have. And if Seattle lasts and if the cops don't come in and destroy the, the Chaz, that's great. It's going to be awesome. Um, but... But America doesn't have the same it, but, like you know. In the end, it is like a six-block area of a it could city grow, in America. You know. You know. But yeah, at, at the end of the day, like there's not enough like there's not enough public support for shit like that. Unfortunately, I mean now a lot of people have been radicalized with COVID and the recent uprisings and stuff. But you know, there's just not a lot of like pressure against the government to keep it there. Um. Which is is a shame, you know. If, I think if a lot of these autonomous zones cropped up everywhere across the country, it would it maybe it would be a different story. Mm. But, there is um, also another one that um, that I actually heard about this one this zone before all these mm. other zones started up. Um, it's called the Green Hill Zone. Um, it was invaded by Doctor Eggman, so that kind of broke apart what was being built there with like Sonic and. Tales in from, but um, you know that was yeah. another example of like an imperialist force coming mm. in and destroying his own. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess one thing that we should probably be asking ourselves is: is such a thing possible where we live? Is it possible? You know, <laughs> not, I mean, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't I feel know. Like I think there's a lot of abandoned industrial zones, yeah, especially. I want to go explore them. Um, there's a lot of places in Melbourne that are just completely... Did you hear I said that? That was so... Melbourne. Um, there's a lot of places here that are just completely empty. They're abandoned. Uh, they're just... No one wants to fucking live there. I think you could probably take over an area and have an autonomous area all right here. I mean, the, the I think it would be sort of supported because of a Melbourne's sort of liberal street arty culture would probably be I think it would be, okay be like 90% no, less than that 86% trans people <laughs> and then the rest white guys of dreadlocks yeah but I, I wonder if I guess the thing that we've all got to look at with the Chaz is more just saying okay is this a valid tactic can we replicate the same thing you know wherever you live in the world is that such a thing possible is there going to be support for it are there any areas of your city in which something like that could exist? I mean, Capitol Hill, from what I understand, is basically the queer hub of Seattle. And it's historically... All the... the Seattle trans girls I used to follow would post about going there, so I assume so. So, like, I'm I'm looking back at, like, at Melbourne and I'm thinking, like, what about fucking... I feel like we could turn like... Footscray, maybe? No, Footscray, no way. Um... Not because there wouldn't be support for it, but because it would be shut down, I think, by the local government. But I'm thinking of places like in St. Kilda and fucking, like, Fitzroy, Brunswick and stuff like that, that are, like, the general, like, queer hubby places. Mm. I wonder if there would I be support. I don't know what you know. area you could find. Well, I don't know. But, there's yeah. a lot of abandoned buildings in Sydney Road now. Yeah, there's a lot. There's, there's Actually, this is the thing uh, in our pilot episode of Puppy Liberation Army. This is back when the fucking... Bernie campaign was still going. 
Then Bernie Sanders is still alive. I, and not a husk I of brought a man. up. I brought up the idea that there's a fucking pandemic and an economic global crisis happening right now, which means a whole lot of businesses are shutting down. Which means you can literally seize the means of production. You can just walk into an abandoned factory that is probably going to be sold off to some, you know, fucking like a Chinese property developer or something like that, and turned into some gentrified like housing complex later on in its lifespan. They'll have like and papers. You can walls. you can literally just walk in there. And take over it. And, like, you can seize the means of production. People can do that. The only reason they're not doing it is because they're afraid. You know, they're afraid of the state cracking down on them and stuff. But that does mean that, yeah, all these abandoned areas are probably going to lead to a bigger squatting movement, hopefully. You know, I, I, I hope that rather than rather than seeing these, like, self-declared autonomous zones, we see a lot of just chaotic and decentralized and... Uh, organic uprisings of places being squatted for different reasons, you know, whether that's to house people or whether that's to give people work, whether, you know, so on and so forth, to create these communities. I think that if we focus on capturing an area and kicking the cops out of a six-block radius, it's just going to be met with repression. Like, I think you need to create the culture of that. You need to encourage it because here in the, the capitalist West people aren't open to anarchy they aren't open to sedition they aren't open to the idea that we can live without a government and you have to show them that and you have to like normalize these ideas to them before they will accept something like you know a neighborhood like exarchia normalize as a permanent part of society or caps normalize anarchy i mean that but unironically i don't like the whole it's not my job to educate you thing mainly just because no i think as an anarchist it is my job to educate people um, but not, but I don't like the idea of education because education is based on the principle that there is objective truths and that what I'm saying is real and that what other people believe in isn't, you know, is based on false presumptions and stuff. But I think it is my job to, to normalize anarchy to at least the people in my life, to normalize this sort of, these ideas and to open people up to them because they're not exposed to them. They're just not. They're in a media bubble. You know, they're mostly... If they see anarchy, it's because it's on the news and they're calling some protesters anarchists who aren't even anarchists. You know, they have no idea what it means. They don't get it. So, like, you kind of have to introduce them to... It's kind of like how punk music made so many people anarchists. Right? The damn joker. The damn joker. The the gosh darn joker. Um, You know, like, you've got to kind of, like, present them with these ideas, normalize them, create it as a part of culture to be able to get them to accept things that, or they need to experience so much oppression themselves and so much hatred against institutions and stuff that they end up becoming anarchists naturally. But in a society in which middle-class white people dominate, that's not happening. You know, I don't see the average person becoming an anarchist. I mean, here there's a really big movement, a surprisingly big movement of syndicalists and anarcho-communists um, and which, considering how tiny the Australian left is, it's it's amazing that there are so many ANCOMs and ANSINs. But they're very focused on the idea of trade unionization and to get people into anarchy through the trade union movement. 9% of people are in a union in Australia. It's like the US. There's, like, no union membership. It's fucking sad because the unions have been destroyed by the Labour Party, and it's crap. There's no, like, there's no drive there's no class consciousness in society to begin with to even get people into unions to then 
get them to interact with the anarchists in those unions to learn about anarchy. We gotta educate yeah. these people. Get some Pete Seeger on their ass. <laughs> I don't know. I think we just have to present them with alternative ideas. You know, there are so many aspects of society in which people are open to anarchy, but they just need to know what it is in the first place. Like, I think of all those kids doing those climate strikes mm. out on the street right there. Like, I don't think any of them have much trust of governments to handle the problem. Mm. They're growing up in the middle of a crisis. They know they're going to be fucked. They don't. There's no time. It's like you know? when you know, like when Sting asked if the Russians really loved their children. Did Sting actually ask that? I think it's a, I think it's a Sting song. Anyway, or you know, do they have Christmas down in Africa? Mm. Do the XR kids know about anarchy? No. We Not should do, like, some sort of anti Fucking Stisha but I, I genuinely think if there's a kid that's invested into the climate movement, like, they... Um, you need to introduce them, if not to anarchy, introduce them to libertarian socialism and, like, like... Not the PKK, because they are a designated terrorist organization in Australia. However, the YPG and the YPJ aren't. Um... <laughs> Fun fact. Fun Little fact. We, we love Rojava, but we hate the Kurds if they're in Turkey. Um... That's basically the way the government treats them here. But, like, I think that there's this inherent level of... Yeah, like, people are already rebellious. You've got to grab onto that rebelliousness and, you know, not treat it as if it's childish and treat it as if it's normal and it's natural. And yeah. that, like, you shouldn't have to conform and stuff. You've got to grab a handful of that fistful of rain. Anyway, I've gotten quite high... Yeah, you're During the <laughs> recording of you this. You are so munted. You've... So, but not in the right way, not in a way that's actually helping, just in a way that I'm it's fucked. making it hard, yeah. To think, and I'm just kind of swaying. So I might just end this recording. Did you want to say, um, fuck XR, fuck anything? Fuck Extinction Rebellion, fuck Pride Month, fuck liberals, fuck... <laughs>